0: Well, we have now made it into the new year, my fellow Americans, Uh, 2024. We knew it would come and boy, it's going to be a big year, big news year. Indeed, Uh, There's a lot to talk about. Big Q&A here ahead. And the question I would love you to ponder is what would it take to restore trust in 2024? It's a big question. Welcome into America Out Loud Pulse. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, along with my co-host,
1: Dr. Peter McCullough. Happy New Year, Malcolm.
0: A happy new year, my brother, and a happy new year indeed to everybody. I, I as you know, Peter, I love this time of year uh, for me personally. I love to get into a whole new cycle and it's a, you know, God willing, it's a new opportunity to get it right. And I always look at that that way for the new year. I, I find it just a rebirth of ideas and, and uh, just a real opportunity to do things a little differently. So, so I pondered that question a little bit here. You know, we've been through a lot together in these last few years. Uh, and uh, we've uncovered a lot. There's been a lot of a lot of crazy things going on out there, uh, for sure. Um, so as we talk right now, there's a couple of things I'd like to set up here, Peter. I mean, we'll talk about the future a little bit, what we anticipate coming in 2024, but what about that big question? When we think about everything that's happened, what would it take, in your opinion, right now? If for? Uh, and I didn't say to restore trust in what, because I think trust is lost in so many areas, but what would it take for us? Is that a realistic goal or is that even possible that we could restore trust in 2024?
1: Malcolm, I think people are amazingly forgiving, but you know, it will take capitulation. It it will take multiple individuals, multiple agencies, people in positions of authority, people in our lives uh, to admit that they've made some mistakes, that they've been wrong. That they regret them, uh, that in fact they're sorry. Uh, So we can kind of go through this whole process. We just can't go through a doubling down and a tripling down on the same things over and over again and expect that there's going to be healing that goes on. I don't think it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I like that. We we have to. There's you know there is a little bit of forgiveness there. I think that we have to accept, but. I think the biggest thing is we need to listen to each other more. I th- I think too often here in the past, Peter, is we talk over heads. We're always. I guess what was that lesson I was taught as a young guy? There, we have two ears and one mouth. Why don't you listen to, twice as much as you as you talk? Was that the lesson we learned as kids? <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I think what stuck in my mind is the phrase "listen to learn." Uh-huh. So it's it's different than listening but it's listening to learn. That means listening with genuine interest to the other person. And I have to tell you, Malcolm, I've done a lot of really high-profile interviews over the last four years. And you know who comes to mind as someone who really listens to learn? Joe Rogan. Yeah. Why? He just, you know, when he asks a question, he stops and he looks you in the eye And you can tell that he's tracking along and he's genuinely listening to learn as opposed to what you just said, you know, having someone who really is not interested and they just want to make their own points and talk over you. And And I I think when we start to ourselves listen, we should ask ourselves, are we just listening or are we listening to learn? Are we genuinely engaged in what's being said?
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's significant. Uh, I love that you start that way, and it makes us conscious of our thoughts, and it, it gives us a, a chance to um, uh, to really embrace that conversation that's being said and understand. You know, because we don't really know what people are thinking and what they're. I mean, it's one thing to just talk; it's another thing to really, really listen to what they're saying. I like that, especially in our medium, Peter, in talk radio. That's a huge lesson. Like on a lot of programs and a lot of hosts that do this. They talk over the guest. They don't give the guest enough time to even answer or ponder, because as you just said, they want to make a name or for themselves. Uh, and a lot of media is that way, actually, which is why they're just horrible to listen to or watch. Uh, and so I, I like to give the guest the room, the person, the room to talk freely and honestly and responsibly. Uh, and we're not always going to all agree. And that's been my that's a big thing for me coming into the new years to really try to explain to people that we're all different. We're supposed to be different. By design, we're different. We're not going to all have the same thoughts. we're We're not supposed to. So why do people get upset with each other? What I don't understand is why do they get so ugly or upset with each other when they don't have the same opinion,
1: Peter? Yeah, I think a lot of it is they're poisoned by what they listen to. How many, different news outs, outlets when there's a confrontation will pick one side immediately yeah as opposed to showing both sides or multiple sides of an issue uh, we've seen this time and time again oh we're with so and so wait a minute you know this is news reporting this isn't uh, you know this isn't picking sides i just finished watching uh, two great football games yesterday these were the run up to the national championships for college football And, you know, what made the game enjoyable is the announcers were not going for one side or the other. They were announcing the game and giving commentary. You know, when we listen to our news broadcasts about a confrontation, you know, it's it's, it's this entity versus that entity. Let's do a little check on are we already going for one side as opposed to the other? Are we going to fairly present both sides of an issue? Every issue has two or more sides.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When they do that, then they're just following an ideology. They're never looking for the truth. Just, and that's really the problem of our entire system right now, actually. Everything is so lit and driven with ideology, they immediately do the opposite of what you just say. They're not really understanding. You know, it brings me to an interesting point, and I want to share this phrase with you, Peter, as well, and, and listeners. Um And, you know, uh, coming into this new year, it was a a big moment. I I just have a, you know, I have a sense in me of a sense of responsibility, but a a sense of the moment, of the importance of the moment. And I feel like 2024 is going to be a huge news year. And I just think there's a sense of responsibility here for all of us. Now, as we came to the close of the year, we were really ramping up uh, America Out Loud for the new year. And we were getting ready for some big things and we felt it. And we we planned this for some months and we totally re-embraced the platform, launched a whole new America out loud. But here's the key. We really want to focus on free speech. What does that mean? Well, free speech means that we're all going to have those different opinions. We're supposed to by design. It's the way God made us all. We're not always going to think alike, act alike, talk alike, be alike, or any part of that. But we want people to be more respectful of other opinions. Uh, People think all the time, oh, I read it. I've seen it on America Out Loud. It must be what they all think. Well, it's not what we all think. Many things are published on here I don't agree with at all. Uh, they're not my opinions. That's that writer's opinion or that talk show host opinion, not mine. So take a look at the new uh, AmericaOutloud.news that just launched on January one, and you'll see right at the top. And I love I love this uh, this uh, trademark uh, phrase we come up with here. Uh, it just says everything to me. Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment.
1: I agree with you. I think twenty twenty four is going to be a big news year. And uh, we're gonna see many developments and we're gonna look for discipline. We're gonna look for discipline uh, of our reporters, of our journalists uh, to you know help frame and interpret the issues, but also show both sides. Uh, this idea of jumping to one side immediately, then um, castigating other views, casting other views as misinformation, you know, that's a propaganda word. Uh, we are going to, you know, embrace the idea that everyone should do their own research and seek multiple opinions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, it'd be great if people would seek the truth, um, the the outlaw truth. Um, but um, all right. So now, as we now get rolling into the new year, let me ask you um, what, uh, looking at uh, the, um, the the health industry, these government agencies, a lot of these organizations that stirred us wrong, Peter, coming into the new year, uh, and... There's a lot of people now that want. They're surprised. They, they believe they're surprised to pay for this. That a lot of these people shouldn't get away with it. Will there ever be a reckoning with the truth? When we, when I asked that question to, what would it take to restore trust in 2024? Will there ever be a reckoning of these government agencies and a lot of the people that stood us wrong, or do you think they skate through all of this with no, uh, uh, no, no, no recourse at all?
1: Listen, the opportunity is there for reckoning. It's going to re- come up to courage by those who are asking the question. So for instance, I tweeted out to Brad Wenstrup, who's a representative of Congress, who's gonna is leading the House Select Committee. They're going to have Anthony Fauci up on the stand for two seven-hour sessions. You know, I basically said, listen, are they going to bring up the original papers published by Ralph Barrick in 2015, 2016, uh, where it appears as if they created COVID-19, the SARS-CoV-2 virus? They never... Published, In fact, they intentionally suppressed the genetic code for the virus, so we can't line it up against uh, what the initial code looked like out of Wuhan. But are we gonna get to some tough questions? Let me give you another example. What about all these journalists uh, that absolutely um, made the presumption that the vaccine was gonna work and that taking the vaccine was a good thing? In fact, they really beat people uh, up Verbally, if they didn't take the vaccine, let's take Rachel Maddow. Mm-hmm. Let's take all the CNN anchors. You know, are they going to have me on so we can talk about <laughs> what happened with the vaccines? And we're going to have some fair discussion. Let's see what happens in the next year. It's really going to boil down to journalistic courage.
0: Yeah. When When are they uh, having Fauci on for those two seven hour segments? Do you know?
1: you know? it's coming up soon. I know I'm going to be on Capitol Hill in Congress on uh, right now, slated for. January 12th, okay. 2024. So I'll have um, my opportunity with another cardiologist, uh, Kirk we will be focusing on the cardiac damage occurring with the vaccines. Uh, but this House Select Committee is going to have to start asking some hard questions. They can't just be going round and round about small things. Uh, this idea before of of Rand Paul and others still not getting to to hard questions. Uh, It appears to me by my analysis that Fauci was directly involved in the creation of SARS-CoV-2 with Dr. Ralph Barrick at UNC Chapel Hill, Dr. Xingling Li in China, and Peter Daszak at the EcoHealth Alliance. They need to round them all up, figure out Who did what? It looks like Moderna had a very early material material transfer agreement with UNC Chapel Hill and Barrick for the code to the virus. So Moderna uh, was first with the patents on this. This uh, was co-patented with the NIH and Fauci. All this needs to come out, and they just need some very clear, direct lines of questioning uh, and not waste Americans' time.
0: Well, that would be a reckoning right there of uh, the truth of, of Fauci and to bring all that to the light of day, what you just explained to folks. And uh, I, I think that it that would be one of the things that would answer the question I asked about restoring trust in 2024. That would probably help do that if there's some sense of uh, honesty in that in those conversations but an accountability of somebody like Fauci, who really should have, I mean, listen, I'm, I know a lot of people say some pretty grotesque stuff about it. I get it. But I'm talking about just genuine legal responsibility, accountability, and the truth prevail of the day. That would be a significant moment. Uh, I look forward to that. And let's see what happens in the first month here of the year with all that happening. And by the way, on the 12th, when you do that hearing, you just talked about who's uh, putting that on? Is that Senator Johnson or someone else?
1: Uh, it's going to be uh, Representative Paul Gossar, um, yep. Marjorie Taylor Green, and a few other of the representatives. So I'm going to be on the House side of testimony.
0: this time. Okay. Oh, it's the House side. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's going to be quite fascinating then uh, to see what happens there. They're, they're looking for some uh, for, for some answers, right? But that's why they're doing this. They All right. Uh, so-
1: you know, when they bring myself on and Kirk Milhelm, they'll be talking to the first two cardiologists who firsthand treated patients with COVID-19, both adults and children, and firsthand now, are seeing the damage occurring to hearts with the COVID-19 vaccine. You know, they're late. We're 4 years into this pandemic and they finally, you know, are bringing up some of the world's experts they haven't had them before.
0: Yeah. Well, this is going to be good. So this what we're talking about right now, this could lead uh charge the way here and lead the way uh for truth to prevail and for an incredible year if this all happens early on in the year and there can be some accountability up front here. That is one big way to restore trust. Obviously, we're in an election year. We're in a huge year for the country. Uh, we're closing in on America's 250 years. Uh, the semi-quincentennial is coming fast. Uh, this is a big time, big time of new news, big time uh, of our nation's history. And we're all living in, really, we're living in historical moments. And that's, that's kind of what I see right now. Uh, don't you feel like, don't you feel really truly this moment there's uh, in this next year right ahead here don't you feel we're in we're an incredible chapter right now and as we talk at the first broadcast of the year uh, do you have that same sense i have that when we get to the end of this year profound things would have happened
1: i have that feeling you have that feeling malcolm but i question whether or not everybody has that feeling? Has everybody recognized the lack of due process uh, with those who are, are in prison after January six? Amen. Uh, does everybody recognize nope uh, censorship that's happening real time? Uh, presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy having minutes of his presidential debate real time censored out when he mentioned the vaccine injury compensation act yeah. uh, do people really understand that you, you know i published a book with john leake and amazon pulled it off the platform there's only been you know half a dozen books ever uh, not presented to the public by amazon like, out of millions and millions of books you know why are these things happening and what are the implications uh, I, I think uh, too few people have really felt the bite of censorship the lack of due process, uh, the lack of um, equal protection, uh, jury trials, uh, we still haven't seen it. People have lost their jobs. They haven't got the jobs back. The courts are very slowly moving in, uh, you know, malfeasance that's occurred with uh, treatment of COVID-19 in the hospital with the vaccines. I think the average young person is worrying about what's the next ringtone on their cell phone, as opposed to these big issues that we're, we're contemplating.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, well, uh, let me uh, remind folks too, uh, as we start here the new year, this Q&A today is a uh, 96, believe it or not. And uh, of course, we're just all getting back from the uh, season of the holidays. Uh, we uh, took some time over the holidays to uh, rebirth uh, new site, new new ideas, new opportunities. Tell you a little bit more about that afterward here. But I want to weave some questions into some of our conversation, uh, Dr. McCullough, and I want to let me start because they kind of play to some of the narrative we're talking about here. What, I, what I'd like to do is talk a little bit about, I mean, I love where we started as well, but really even, you know, what do we see ahead in the health industry? What are the predictions we see that might happen this year? Uh, what are things we all need to do to uh, uh, live, live that healthier life, which is always one of my goals to talk about with people. But uh, let me start with this question from Amanda, please. And she says, uh, Uh, Listen to this. When do you all reckon will be the next world pandemic? And what might the symptoms be? Now, she puts that just out there, just like that Amanda does. But it makes me stop and think, you see, it plays to this narrative of the question I ask about trust. First of all, Amanda's not trusting anybody anymore, but that kind of a question, clearly. Uh, But what do you sense about that? A lot of people, we hear these things, and they're like, they're waiting for another shoe to drop or something. they talk about, she's asking what the symptoms might be, but the next world pandemic, what is your sense of that? Was this a once in a lifetime thing for us? Like the last one was a hundred years ago, or is it real, is the danger really real? And could we be experiencing what Amanda asked there?
1: What's different now than in 1918, 1919 with the Spanish flu pandemic, which by the way, a third of the world got sick with Spanish flu, Malcolm. And it was over with in two years. Mm -hmm. The difference is where that Spanish flu arose from nature, whereas SARS-CoV-2 clearly arose as an intentional designed virus out of a biosecurity lab. So I think there will be another pandemic in our lifetime. It may actually be shortly on the horizon because Mm -hmm. there are too many of these biosecurity labs out there. There's way too much research making infectious pathogens, probably another infectious respiratory virus is most likely these contact viruses like Ebola uh, or Marburg, they're not going to go too far. It's going to be right. uh, an infectious respiratory virus, another version of COVID. Something of ex- we're not
0: aware COVID. of right now, right? You know,
1: right. Yeah. A, a super influenza virus, but yeah. it's going to be something that's been cooked up engineered intentionally in a biosecurity lab, and there'll be some type of either intentional or unintentional breach, Mm -hmm. uh, and it will be released, and we have to be ready. I I think there is going to be one. Bill Gates just uh, was on going through another one of these tabletop exercises. Every time uh, they get out there with these tabletop exercises, it becomes reality. We've seen it with SARS-CoV-2, monkeypox, uh, and others.
0: Yeah. These bio labs, you just bring up a point about the bio labs and we've reported on this. They're all over the world. I mean, there was a bunch of them in Ukraine, but they're all over the world. And our hands, our NIH and and our health agencies, their hands are all in all of these things in in significant ways. Don't you think this is an issue we should be also taken up with Congress uh, to get to the bottom of the where, the why, the how and the who and the safety and
1: security of these things? Definitely. I mean, we should look very carefully at gain-of-function research. Is it for science, for science sake, or is it intentionally producing human threats? You know, gain-of-function research is not outlawed in the United States, Malcolm. A lot of people think it is. It's not. There's simply a moratorium on NIH funding of -of gain-of-function research. Now, foundation funding, as it comes through Gates Foundation, Rockefeller, Wellcome Trust, um, other forms of funding, can clearly uh, fuel labs with all the resources they need to be able to create infectious pathogens. They, they want to create infectious pathogens in order to create vaccines, uh, other biopharmaceuticals, uh, therapeutics, and, and diagnostics. It's a big industry now. This biological threat, which is a, you know, and then the countermeasures mm. is big business. And, uh, you know, I've just signed a, a petition led by Dr. Jack Lyons-Weiler and uh, to ban all gain of function research. We don't need it. It's not research for science sake. It's research to cause harm to populations.
0: Hey, well, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, there needs to be some sort of a uh, a, a pushback against uh, this, what I would call a wild west. That's what I get out of it. It's like a wild west mentality of these bio uh, labs, which create bioweapons which released into the wild will create havoc in the likes of what we've never seen anymore. And I mean, COVID, a lot of people do think was a dry run, a test run, if you will, for something potentially bigger. I hear that a lot from pub people. And, and I don't want to get, you know, conspiracy, crazy theory driven and all of that. But there's a lot to be said about this, uh, clearly. But your answer there on the pandemics is uh, a very interesting one. And thanks for uh, always uh, being honest about it, I I do think you have a a very big point, uh, what you say there. Let me, um, this uh, one here from Norm, he says, I understand you don't have a crystal ball, but (laughs) do you think people will be spared from the vaccine in the long term? I think a lot of people would love to hear your answer on that question coming into 2024, Doc.
1: I think over the long term, Fortunately, there will be a fraction of people, probably the large fraction, that will come out of this unscathed because they simply just didn't get enough of a dose to give harm. They didn't go on with 10 of these shots. They took one or two and they stopped. That's a lot of people, Malcolm. We now know that the vials have probably differing quantities of messenger RNA. Uh, They have differing quantities of impurities. You know, I finally found two uh, inspection reports, one for Moderna and one for um, uh, Pfizer, but they were done, the one for Moderna was actually done by a company called Catalent, and they'd never analyzed for the quantity of messenger RNA. It was simply regarding physical impurities in the, uh, in the products. And these were uh, FDA inspections on physical impurities. We still don't know what's in these shots, I think the majority will get out of it okay. You know, the numbers are centering on somewhere between 5 and 15% of people took a hit with these vaccines, and that's the population that we're focusing on now.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, perfect. So that should tell uh, uh, tell you, Norm, and many others who would love to know the answer to that question. And, uh, and again... Uh, there are people pushing out there for answers like Dr. McCullough as well with the protocol and the base spike detox and other things. Ian, uh, then uh, all of our naturopathic doctors and all uh, as well, they're all over this story and helping people detox effectively, safely, securely and get back their lives, uh, which is uh, really the key to this whole thing. So anyways, uh, that's important as well. Uh, let's, um, do this. Now you talked about, you had a piece, uh, uh xylitol and the gateway microbiome. Uh, and, um, and, and we've been talking, I mean, listen, xylitol is uh, amazing. And we've, we've certainly covered that before with, in, in regards to clear and all that, but tell us with the microbiome and all the nasal hygiene, all the other things we talked about and the sprays, the throat sprays, it really is a big deal. Uh, I think Dr. McCullum. we talk about, our uh, uh these entrances into our bodies of our nose and our mouth, Uh, but how it affects our gut, I guess, is what I'm talking about, the microbiome. Talk about that,
1: please. You know, this is a very interesting story, and it's one I wanted to lead with in the new year that's a positive story. You know, Malcolm, when we have our nasal and our oral secretions, we're constantly swallowing. We swallow several cups of mucus and fluid from our nose and mouth every day and people never think about it. So whatever's in your nose and your mouth, in a sense, the gateway to your body, it's going down in your GI tract and affecting the rest of your body. Xylitol is a natural sugar. Now it's uh, derived from, uh, you know it's derived from uh, 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 plants and it's available as a chewing gum, mints, oral and nasal rinses. Um, xylitol and what's called other non hexose polyols Uh, They're found in fruits, vegetables, can be obtained from berries, oats, mushrooms, corn husks, sugar cane. But it's really amazing that xylitol in the mouth and the nose changes the microbiome to favor the good guy bacteria. Mm. So the good bacteria prevail over the um, adverse bacteria. We all know that, for instance, we get a strep throat. It's because we we have streptococci in the back of our mouths all the time, but when it predominates... We get a strep throat. You know, xylitol helps the good bacteria uh, predominate. And and I wanted to highlight this. And I um, uh, summarized the study that was done. The first author is Agard and colleagues. And it was a large study of xylitol-based chewing gum. And we're talking, you you know, at least a couple times a day, even up to five times a day, stick a gum. Believe it or not, this had a 24% reduction in preterm birth. Preterm birth, wow, and wow. Uh, this was a ten thousand and sixty nine women were enrolled, in uh, 50, it's a big study. Yeah, forty five forty nine intervention, fifty five twenty versus the control outcomes in ninety six seventy, and here's the deal: the 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 health of the gums and the teeth were better in the pregnant women who used the xylitol based gum, and it's probably reducing inflammation in the nose and the mouth. That is somehow related to keeping the baby and reducing the risk of of preterm uh, preterm delivery and, and losing the child or having a, a small gestational weight child. And this was followed up by a study by uh, Iso Kangas and colleagues uh, with xylitol chewing gum on a regular basis uh, in these uh, women through young motherhood, and what happened in the with the teeth of the children through age five. And this is really amazing that the children of these mothers uh, on a regular basis had a dramatic reduction in dental caries themselves in the children. It was really uh, stunning. And it was much better than trying to use uh, fluoride. And so uh, the, the mother in close contact with the baby almost certainly influences the baby's microbiome And then I moved into the final study, and this is on Courageous Discourse Substack by Mankin and colleagues. Uh, This is a very large study in children, 1,277, tested multiple uh, forms of chewing gums. Sure enough, four xylitol chewing gum per day in children who are in school, Malcolm, had a 73% reduction in dental caries. It blew away everything out there. Wow. This is really stunning. You know, the um, uh, there are multiple uh, state and national dental associations that recommend xylitol gum, about five grams a day, which is you know, chewing gum. It comes in various varieties. The one we're familiar with on the platform is Spry, and that's provided by the company Clear. But it, it, things can't be any more compelling here. Xylitol products are a winner mm. for the gateway microbiome.
0: Yeah, we've learned so much about it. I mean, this is why, uh, uh clear X L E A R it is uh, spelt effectively, uh, friends. Um and the uh, principle of that, uh, Nathan Jones, that's why they're so successful with that product line uh, is um, because of the power of what you're talking about, that whole line of products they have called Spry and then Clear is the actual nasal hygiene and stuff. It's a tremendous product line. And now the more and more we've discovered when we started this, I don't think we ever understood the power of this with the microbiome and the xylitol and, and for that matter, the povidone iodine. The, the, the good that it does, Peter, and you know, that it, it kills all the bad bacteria Uh, that you want the good bacteria in your microbiome, not the bad bacteria, right? You know, it's good.
1: It's true. There's probably about 800 good guys, about a dozen bad guys. But you want to have the good guys prevail. And in these studies, they actually do measure some of the various bacteria to to see if this is really biologically plausible. It really can chewing gum reduce dental cavities that dramatically. One of the bad guys, uh, bacteria, is called uh, Mutans streptococci. Mutant Streptococci. W- w- uh, in these mothers who chewed the gum, the levels of this bacteria uh dropped dramatically and actually dropped dramatically in the examination of the children's mouths. Much you know, it made much me
0: laugh. More it made me laugh, I gotta tell you. When you were just talking about there's more good than the bad, it's kind of like real life, isn't it, Peter? There's more of us that are good guys than the bad, right? We have to fight, right?
1: Well, it's true. You know, uh, it's always, they always say a few bad apples ruins the, you know, the entire uh, uh, basket. So there you go.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, The other thing on the um, platform we're featuring, and we're going to have a special opportunities to focus on certain products and I started taking this myself because it looks so powerful, and uh, and I need to watch my cholesterol myself. I, I you know, can't have bragging rights. So I gotta stay healthy myself. But is this a uh, powerful? Uh, I don't know if you've seen on the platform, Peter, but the uh, I know you know about it. You you have it yourself. But the heart and vascular health from Healthy Cell. Um, this is very powerful for cholesterol support. And I'd like to know from you for for my own benefit here. When, it, when they talk about cholesterol support and healthy blood pressure, but they've got here. And I see right on the, the, uh, message on the, uh, America, our site, they got the Coke, uh, Coke Q10, coenzyme Q10, Coke Q10, the omega-3, the vitamin K2, uh, resveratrol and the soluble fiber. So tell me what something like this in my, for my benefit, what it does for the cholesterol support. If you want to lower your cholesterol a little bit, what,
1: what will something like this do? Any idea? This would have a modest effect on cholesterol, but have a bigger impact on what we call vascular health. So the idea is the blood vessels are constantly constricting and dilating. Uh, Cholesterol is an input to the development of what's called atherosclerosis or blockages, but there's a whole process that precedes atherosclerosis. It's called endothelial function. And here, uh, the products in the healthy cell, um, the uh, heart and vascular health supplement Uh, are really amazing. So uh, B vitamins definitely needed, folate. So that's B6, B12, uh, folate. Magnesium uh, is needed. Now, this is all through the microgel technology, Malcolm. Uh, uh, Some, a a low amount, but uh, it's present there. Potassium, which is uh, needed. Uh, Beetroot extract, um, coenzyme Q10, uh, vitamin K2, uh, grapeseed extract, reservatrol. Reservatrol is the beneficial component of red wine. So one gets that in here. Now the cholesterol lowering power is through the soluble fiber, which is a gram. And there is a low dose of uh, niacin as niacinamide. But my estimate is that those two would have a pretty modest effect on cholesterol. Should you use it? Yes, I used it today for sure. Wow. Um, You know, there's no risk to this that we can see. Uh, it certainly tastes good and for those who have heart disease out there people want to do everything they can to keep their heart healthy so they're not you know back in the cardiac catheterization laboratory right. visiting the cardiologist right. Office. Right.
0: well you said you were amazed at the coke q10 that is in the uh this product in the um the microgel technology that that was because i always took the coke q10 which were pretty big pills as i recall uh it took that for years but i'm i'm liking the fact that it's in here yeah
1: it's true. Now, if you were to take most of the CoQ10 products, the um, right. the, the, the doses are, let's say, 100, 200, or 300 milligrams, but it's not very absorbable. Right. Even these kind of thickened sure. capsules like the Kirkland brand. Here with Healthy Cell, one gets per packet, Malcolm, they get 100 milligrams of bioabsorbable microgel technology CoQ10. Now, with CoQ10, which is very interesting, also known as ubiquinol. CoQ10, there are published meta-analyses that show that if people take regular amounts of CoQ10, there is a reduction in cardiovascular mortality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is good stuff. I'm really digging this now, the more and more I find out about it. By the way, you said this uh, resveratrol is like the red wine. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Resveratrol is the vasoactive, the beneficial part of red wine. People have always wondered about the French hypothesis. Why do the French seem to have lower rates of heart disease, particularly around the French Riviera? And they spend partially as red wine. It's probably not the alcohol, but it's the uh, resveratrol, which is this product that comes out of grape juice and red wine.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking, what about taking this uh, micro gel technology, instead of putting it in water right out of the thing, put in a little red wine and drink, it. it'd be good for you, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> I tell you what, you're always mixing it up. Now I took it straight down. My wife handed it to me today. I yeah. took it straight up. You always want to mix it. You know, you want to be creative. One of the things you can do with Healthy Cell Malcolm is yeah. you can be creative. Yeah, Which you can't right. do with uh, these, these chalky Some people
0: put this on, in yo- I heard they put it in yogurt. I said, what about ice cream?
1: <laughs> on vanilla, right? No, oh, man. no, no, that's erasing. <laughs> no, so sure. Uh, yeah. This in yogurt, for instance, would be a wonderful uh, addition. Or you could put this in kind of a fruit, um, you know, a fruit uh, type of jelly or... Um, mm-hmm. You know, what's the name of these uh, purees and these other extracts that they, you know, when you go overseas, they always have these uh, wonderful products. Hey, you know, Malcolm, I don't know about you, but I've made some New Year's resolutions and one of them is cutting down. Uh, in fact, eliminating. I'm going to eliminate these what? brown colas, these uh, Diet Cokes, uh, no more. Um, well, I mean, hold on now. Things,
0: hold on now. If you had listened to me early on this year, you would have eliminated them back early. In I know. I know you come don't on, drink them.
1: On. I'm trying to catch up to you. But I told my wife, I said, no more Diet Cokes. I'm just done with this. And then I'm just do these desserts that keep rolling on after after dinner last night. You know, first day of the year, I you know went and flossed and brushed my teeth. I was done. I didn't dig into these after dinner desserts and I'm on a good roll. I got up today. I'm um, broadcasting from Colorado, so I wanted my jog up the mountain, mainly walking, some jogging, and jog down, did it twice. I feel great.
0: Yeah, it's a healthy lifestyle. It's what you and I always talk about, Peter. And it's so, so important. And I'm glad you're doing that. And that soda, that cola stuff is the worst stuff for you. Uh, I remember as a young kid, when they put that on the, uh, the like the bumpers of the cars to get the rust off, I knew then we were in trouble. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, now, to clarify, you don't do you drink any of these carbonated things, so Coke or or Seven Up or any of how, these. How
0: about how about Zero, like Zero wow. Zero Zero? Wow. No, I told that, you so many times. My drink of choice is water. I drink a lot of water. Remember, we, we've talked. Yeah, I don't drink yeah, any. water. And,
1: yeah. and the bladder likes water. And yeah, uh, yeah. you know what? I remarked last night since since my New Year's resolutions um that i slept the entire night without having to get up and use the bathroom and how wonderful it was to get a full night's sleep so we'll see what happens tonight i'm on a good track i'll be reporting back uh, periodically so even the doctor has room to improve his lifestyle all
0: right well a new lifestyle for all of us i love this what uh, dr mccullough what you're talking about here because this is what i like everybody to do is take inventory of their lives And I think at the end of the year, coming into a new year, and not so much resolutions, I don't think we need to actually call them that, but they're life-changing moments. Uh, Too many people get this resolution thing and don't whatever, but make these lifestyle changes. That's what you really want to call them more so, lifestyle changes. And then just do it. Embrace it. It's all good, man. It's all good. You can tell yourself, I tell my wife all the time, our minds control everything, just tell you, because she's like, she doesn't like to take a lot of this stuff and I take it all for her. I said, come on, honey, you can do it. She said, I don't like all those pills. Well, they got the micro gel, take healthy cells. So she takes it. But anyway, she doesn't like a lot of that stuff, but I got to take it at all. Uh, but it is a lifestyle choice that we all have to do coming into the new year. Let me just take a moment and uh, wish everybody a tremendous success here in uh, 2024 as uh, as we go on a journey together here. It's going to be a fascinating year. Looking forward to so many things. Uh, Now, we have a new feature on the platform. You always were able to send questions into us and certain shows on the platform. But starting now, you'll be able to send questions into any host and engage them with your own questions, any of the shows. There's a special feature you'll see on every show page. You'll also see all the shows on the front page of AmericaOutloud.news. Uh, Take a look at the new site, brand new site, totally launched January 1. Our team worked hard on this. I tell you, it's incredible, the work that we did in short order, but take a look at all of that. Uh, There's a lot of new pointers, great read format to be able to read everything or listen. Uh, People are spending lots of time there. Uh, And so do enjoy the platform and the messages, a lot of books. You'll see the book, you can get easy access to the books now right on the front page as well. You'll get a special section for health care on the front page. Uh, The cultural wars and uh, the election coverage will be involved in all the shows. Easy ways to collect on talk radio. Take a look at a lot of the stories. Go to the show page. Look at the McCullough report, which is 2 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, But go look at the new show page there. And Dr. McCullough's foundation as well is on that page. Don't forget to support that and take a look at that. new site is is rocking. So take a look at all of that and engage with us. Send your questions in and send your thoughts in on how to make a better world. And we'll certainly join you in that process there, friends. We'll take a quick pause and join you in just a moment. You're listening to America Out Loud Pulse. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cofix Rx Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix Rx. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code Loud 25 That's coupon code OUTLOUD25.
1: Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers.
0: Change in the world one person at a time. Okay, we join you back here, my fellow Americans. Welcome into uh, 2024, and I love saying that, by the way, and it is a Q&A 96 today, and uh, this is indeed Malcolm out here, along with my my dear friend and co-host here, Dr. Peter McCullough is with me, and we're talking through a lot of great uh, things and questions and other things. I want to d- dive right into some of the other questions we, we have here. All right, this one's from Peggy. Hello, uh, Malcolm and Dr. McCullough. I love listening to you both. I'm in Michigan and was unpleasantly surprised to hear from my, and I'll, I'll do it the easy way, the lung doctor, that he and and uh, his patients, even younger individuals, currently hospitalized due to being quite sick with COVID. I'm 63 years old. When I got the Delta variant at Christmas 21, I got dangerously ill, double pneumonia, and lungs of microclots uh, bilaterally. I was hospitalized with oxygen 24 7 for six weeks. Wow. And your trusted opinion, am I still high risk in the COVID uh, uh, climate here? Uh, Does it still target the lungs in this way? And does it promote blood clotting still? And a lot of people are wondering this, Dr. McCullough. What do you say to Peggy?
1: We are in what's called the JN1 outbreak now. JN1, as of the CDC nowcast system, December 23rd. 2023 is at 44% of strains. It's derived from BA 2.86, which was one of the more severe Omicron substrains. Um, People are getting it. I had multiple calls today uh, breaking through. It may be a bit more serious. And Malcolm, this is a time for people to get ready now. Uh, Wellness company COVID kits are a way to get ready. People getting wellness company memberships, so they're in the system so they can make that quick call, get the medications prescribed if they
0: and, and that way you don't have if to make they the need.
1: And remember McCullough protocol for Yeah, McCullough protocol for the treatment of COVID 19 involves a lot of over-the-counter items that people can use to be ready.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's so you don't have to get into, because I seen what my wife went through with that with the lungs with COVID, but you, you don't want to have to visit the uh, pulmonologist uh, for sure. Want to stay away from them
1: folks uh, to, be, but, to be sure. But, uh, Malcolm, I wanted to answer her question directly. Okay. If someone's had COVID with pulmonary involvement, yes, the data suggests they do have some residual impairment right. of pulmonary function. Now, multiple studies show that, and they are at more at risk for a second or third or fourth infection to be more symptomatic
0: yeah that's that's what worries me and it's 100 percent. and i have to look out uh, as you know peter for my wife in that condition because how severely ill she was with the lung damage and i can see that as i told you i think a couple of weeks back or a few weeks back i told you when she's out in the cold weather the cold air will take her breath away completely as it's, it's a bad deal so she can't do that real cold weather you know what i mean
1: it's true a- cold weather is bronchoconstrictive malco so you go out in the cold The airways constrict. So people have a tendency to get breathless or have wheezing. It's going to come out in cold weather.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. This one's from Josie. Uh, She says, What hope would you say is there for people who, like me, were conned into taking the vaccine? I know the spike detox, but is there anything else out there?
1: You know, most of it's symptom-driven. Beyond the spike uh, detox, McCullough protocol based by detox. Now there's two peer-reviewed publications supporting this now. One in Journal of American Physicians and Surgeons. The other one has just come out in the peer-reviewed journal, Curious. It's cited on uh, PubMed. Nick Holsher uh, is the first author. Nick is uh, gonna be the first McCullough Foundation fellow, which for 2024, which to be very, very exciting. Uh, he's at the University of Michigan School of Public Health. So this is all very high quality science. So I, I, in addition to the natokinase, bromelain, and curcumin, there are emerging data for symptoms, Malcolm, believe it or not, using a nicotine patch. So a very low dose patch, seven or, or a 14 or 15 milligram patch, um, that can actually help provide some relief with symptoms. We're using hydroxychloroquine over a prolonged period of time if there's signs of autoimmunity. Any type of chest symptoms, we're using colchicine, again, in addition to the base spike detox. So the, the listener who's asking a question, if there are symptoms, there are additional drugs that we can roll out to kind of finish this off so we don't end up with some type of permanent condition in the body.
0: Okay, perfect. All right, this one's from John. During the next Q&A, could uh, Dr. McCullough comment on the recent and sudden death of renowned cardiologist Jean-Philippe Colette, uh, age 59, no cause of death was mentioned in the announcement, of course, but also given we're in the season of flu and respiratory illness, uh, could doctor share current views on mixing, using, and storing the Povidine iodine nasal solution as well? What do you know about this, Jean-Philippe uh, Collette?
1: You know, like almost all deaths nowadays, Malcolm, there's no details given, none. But let me tell you, as a cardiologist, uh, you know, we're particularly in tune to our symptoms. We have access to all the technology, access to colleagues. And, and so it's shocking to me that someone uh, who's a cardiologist, you know, kind of in the business, would have a sudden death. And there were prior studies demonstrating that um, I- indeed before the pandemic, if someone had a cardiac arrest, uh, the vast majority had seen a doctor within 30 days. They actually had some antecedent symptoms. Now, a paper I want to quote by Samantha Lane and colleagues uh, has uh, summarized data reported in the America, UK, and Europe. This is stunning, Malcolm, from um, the release of the vaccines through March 15th of 2022, okay? Mm -hmm. Those three databases recorded 18,204 cases of myocarditis and pericarditis, Uh, The majority were in men. They certainly occurred in men the same age as this cardiologist. And sadly, in this review, there are fatal cases and considerable number of fatal cases. This was published in the journal BMJ, British Medical Journal, Open. So when people say, well, myocarditis is rare after the vaccines, no, it's coming in in large numbers. It's in this paper. And people have said, well, it's benign. No, it can be fatal. It's right here in this paper. So without knowing anything else, I would say, listen, if this doctor took the vaccine on a more probable than not basis, it's due to the COVID-19 vaccine that he had subclinical heart damage and he suffered a cardiac arrest. Now, her other question was about the nasal sprays and gargles. We've learned over time, Malcolm, if you're going to use the iodine, it's dilute, very dilute, just a few drops of iodine and, and some salt water. If it stings in the nose, it's too strong.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and, and I I want to plug here Kofix RX as well with the povidine iodine. They have a new throat spray as well, and I, I need to let you know that's one of our uh, sponsored uh, partners here. Uh, you get the throat spray, you get twenty five percent off using the code out loud. But we love Kofix as well uh, with the um, povidine iodine. The one thing about people love about Kofix, Doctor McCullough, is you don't have to do all that mixing stuff and worry about the drop in. Um, now, but you you could just take it that way. Now it does not sting for me at all. But do, do you do you dilute that or do you do do you, does it sting for you or no? Right out of it the bottle. It
1: stings for me and my wife, Malcolm, and is I do dilute it? it. I do dilute it. Uh, we we also have one that comes from our, um, our compounding pharmacy next to our clinic, same thing, too strong. If there's a tendency, it's to make these too strong. And, and the litmus test is if it stings. It, you know, none of these sprays should sting. It should be yeah. very, very... It does, un- if it
0: doesn't hurt you, though, it's not going to hurt you or kill you or anything. Right? No, right it's not going
1: to hurt you. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just uncomfortable. One time my I wife see. said, well, I'm never going to do this again. I said, come oh. on. It's just because it's just a little too strong for you.
0: Right now, if it comes out of the bottle, what do you, how do you quickly enough, do, what's the dilute, like real fast, what do you do with it? Like,
1: Well, like- you simply can open it up and you can pour in some sterile water and top it off. That's Oh, easy. Okay. Oh, you mean
0: it's as easy to open up the bottle and put a little sterling water in there?
1: Well, you put sterile water that way because the whole solution, the whole system is sterile. Oh, cool. And if one's gonna open up any of these bottles, by the way, if people are gonna work with eye drops, nose drops, uh, the, these come sterile. If you if you you know look at the package, you always know there's of like course. a clear you know, Malcolm, you know what I'm talking about when you take off? The- oh,
0: 100%. Yeah, you don't want yeah. that, you don't want germs and stuff. In, no, you, you don't
1: want germs. germs in there. So yeah, it, it's you fine. it's better off if you have some sterile water, use this and then well, well, do it. I didn't know, here. but I
0: love what you're just saying. So anybody can just open the bottle and put a little more sterile water in there and you'll get more more miles out of it anyways, I guess, huh? Uh,
1: yeah, it can be a little bit more comfortable. But I guess my point is we've learned over time. You know, there's even now been published studies of doing this inpatient So if somebody were to get hospitalized, they should bring their sprays and goggles with them, gargles in the hospital. It actually improves hospital outcomes.
0: Yeah, well, back during the COVID days, we were sneaking everything in the hospital at that point, trying to, even the meds, the ivermectin and the HCQ, people were doing that at the time. Uh, You had to take it in with you, right? I mean, they weren't giving (laughs) it to you there, right?
1: It's true. There was a black market. And, uh, you know, sadly, people, now there's some (laughs) uh, hospital cases that are. Moving forward on my show, I've had Scott Shara, who's the father of Grace Shara. She's, uh, you know, she had Down syndrome. She died in the hospital with a COVID, um, you know, a COVID protocol death, if you will. Horrible
0: situation. Horrible.
1: Yeah. And so you're going to see a lot more of these cases. His is going to go to a full jury trial in Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, that story has become famous. Well, well, well known. It's been on our platform in a, a couple of different places, the, the, the nurses as well. Uh, this one's from Natalie. My husband mi- miraculously survived a heart attack and cardiac arrest October 23. He took the Jensen C-19 October 21 and booster April 22. We have scheduled an inpatient visit with Dr. Peter McCullough, but cannot get in until March 24. I'm wondering if we can add natokinase safely to all the prescriptions he was put on for heart recovery, or is it best to wait? Now, that's a real good question. What do you say?
1: Well, you know, I can't give direct medical advice to a patient I haven't seen, Malcolm, but in general, natokinase, and the version we recommend commonly is wellness company spike support is very safe. Well, clinically, we are using it in addition to aspirin and other blood thinners. But uh, this patient should check, you know, check with their primary doctor or their cardiologist to make sure it's okay. The Japanese are using this now uh, very liberally in atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease and carotid disease. So, uh, you know, I have probably the majority of people now in my practice on natto kinase.
0: Yeah, and uh, and you can get those products. I think you all know now, but AmericaOutloud uh, and you'll get to twenty five percent off those products using the code out loud again. They have the one wellness. I'm just looking at the ad for that too. Those COVID emergency kits have the ivermectin, the uh, HCQ, and uh, the Z pack, uh, the Budesonite, the nebulizer. I mean, these things are unbelievable, really. Uh, everything you get in there—that stuff. We, by golly, if we all had that during the COVID thing, everybody was looking for that stuff and couldn't get it. No, but well, you,
1: Malcolm, you, you, you made the point. So someone contacted me today. Said, so "Dr. McCullough, I have COVID." and you know there's a big difference between having the kit now right. and getting started or starting to go on the scramble so if she didn't have the kit i said listen go to the wellness company you know get the doctor the doctor's going to have to prescribe it it's going to come through a community pharmacy she's going to have to go get it it's a big difference between being sick at home and being ready with the kit. And that's what we're emphasizing. That's what
0: early treatment's all about. Early treatment right. is to have the stuff there, Matt. I mean, come on.
1: Right, yeah, right. that's so. what it's all about. Not to go shopping yes, the right. day that you get sick.
0: It's real tough at that point. Yeah, this one's from Leonard. What is causing sudden deaths noted as natural causes?
1: I think, honestly, it's the pandemic, Malcolm. They the all cause mortality is going up everywhere since 2021. Does COVID play a role? Probably. I mean, we know after COVID, a big VA study by Xi and colleagues, about a six-week window of increased risk of heart attack and stroke, clearly fatal vaccine injury syndromes. But all-cause mortality is up all over. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf says, you know, it's a national emergency, and he's mentioning diabetes, obesity, smoking, you know, everything but COVID and the vaccines. You know, I think we have to look at, we are seeing a post-pandemic rise in all-cause mortality. It should be just the opposite. Post-pandemic, Malcolm, mortality should go down because of a culling effect. Uh, Older, frail people died with the pandemic. We should actually have lower population mortality rates, not higher.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let me get this one in here from Trina. She said, I'm wondering if there's a connection between COVID and early menopause. I'm 40 and my blood worm shows that my ovaries have retired. There is none of this in my family. I'm a decade too early compared to all my relatives. I've had COVID at least twice, but no vax. Did COVID destroy my ovaries?
1: Hmm. I'm going to have to do more research on that, Malcolm. I just have out this week on Courageous Discourse. Clearly, male testicular function is hit by the virus itself. Let me get back to you on that one and searching ovarian function and premature menopause.
0: And that's the uh, one, uh, okay, yeah, we'll uh, we'll do that next time uh, with, uh, with Trina there. And uh, let me then get Pamela in here. Is there such a thing as a COVID-19 detox cleanse if we had the vaccine for COVID, she's asking?
1: The cleanse, cleanse is internal. It's uh, by taking natokinase, bromelain and curcumin that is McCullough protocol based by protein detoxification so go to America Out Loud News or go to our website Malcolm and it should be prominently right there on the doses and how to how to follow it for the for
0: um, for the for the protocol you mean you're talking about? Yeah
1: for the detoxification
0: absolutely yes COVID resources uh, and you can see it there all of Dr. McCullough's posts are there and you can see the COVID resources actually in AmericaOutloud.shop that button at the top COVID resources will give you all kinds of great stuff and there's a new tab we have for healthcare resources as well, so a lot of that going on. All right, well that's it here uh, for Q and A ninety six, here, friends. And uh, listen, wishing you a just a great uh, start to the new year. Just uh, take uh, the lead of Dr. McCullough and start doing the things we talked about lifestyle wise, and uh, get some of these things in your own life. And let's let's help each other out as we move forward here. Uh, thank you for joining us here on the Mission on America Out Loud Pulse. Always, a a again.